Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Hello, I'm Mia Friedman and this is a special mentoring episode of the Lady Startup Stories podcast that we're going to be dropping into your feed from time to time, particularly in those short breaks between seasons like we have right now. I have been loving the last season with Georgia Love as host, the hostess with the mostess. I hope you've been enjoying it too. So I'm going to do a little bit of a mentoring session to explain how to turn your social followers into sales. And at the end, I've got something very important to tell you about a free webinar I'm hosting to help you grow and to teach you some more strategies that a lot of people don't talk about that will help with your growth, whether you've got a business or a side hustle. So make sure you listen to the end, or if you're too impatient, go to ladystartup.com.au to register for that webinar. Now, here at Lady Startup, we know that some of you are dreamers, you dream of having a business someday, but 1.3 million Australian women, including tens of thousands who listen to this show, already have a business. And I'm one of you. If you're a long-time listener to this show, you may know me as the founder of the Lady Startup Movement. And I'm also the co-founder of Mamma Mia, which is the largest independent women's media company in Australia. And I've been a lady startup myself for about 14 years now, since I started Mamma Mia at my kitchen bench or my lounge room. It was just me and a laptop, so I moved around quite a bit. And in that time, I've learned a ton. And of course, I'm still learning. I never planned on starting my own business. But like so many of you, I had an idea and I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted a different kind of life and I wanted to do something with more meaning. And so I just jumped in and gave it a crack. And here I am. So today in this mentoring session, I want to give you some really practical tips about how you can turn followers into sales. Because followers are a wonderful thing. But if you're running a business, the point of those followers is to turn them into customers, right? People who will pay you money for your products or your services. There's no point in just gathering followers for the sake of making yourself feel good every time you look at how many you have. You know, when I first had the idea to create Lady Startup back in 2018, I think it was, Sitting on the floor of my office with my phone, scribbling on a bunch of coloured post-it notes, I had no idea that it would grow to be as big as it is today. We have around 200,000 social followers on Instagram and Facebook, and we have two online courses that have cult followings. And we've now had over 4,000 students launch and grow their businesses by doing those courses. Sounds great super impressive. And I don't want to be coy or twee and tell you how hashtag grateful and how hashtag blessed we are. We worked bloody hard, just like every lady startup does. There was nothing 
accidental or oops, the universe just blessed me. It was all and still is all about hard work. Success and growth is never accidental. And I want you to remember that bit because I want to be very clear about something. The success of Lady Startup or of Mamma Mia or of any business is never as simple as going from point A to point B. You need many more letters of the alphabet because the route to success and profitability and growth is just never that direct, if only. When I first started Lady Startup, I had this really clear idea in my head of how I wanted things to play out. And the image I had in my head was awesome and it was simple and it was glorious. Didn't happen. There were problems that popped up. There were roadblocks. There were mistakes I made that took way longer than I ever thought they would to untangle. Things needed to be fixed and reconsidered. And I want to give you a concrete example of a road that I went down that turned out to be a dead end and cost me so much time and money. It makes me feel a little bit sick to think about it. About a year or so after I launched Lady Startup, I decided that I would make a shop. I thought it makes sense that so many people want to support women's businesses. Why don't I make an online store and have this one place, kind of like an Etsy, but for women's businesses, right? So I thought that's what I would do. And I tried to do that. And I spent all this money, you know, with lawyers getting terms and conditions. And I approached all these different lady startups and we built a store on Shopify and we tried to work out how we could work it out to the commission structure and how it would all work. And anyway, we spent so much time and money and then we finally opened it and kind of nobody came. (laughs) And it was so sad for me and I felt so bad for the women who I'd encouraged. I mean, it's not like they had to shut their own websites, but I encouraged them to also use this almost like as another you know, retail outlet for them. And what I had hoped would happen is that someone would come to buy something from one lady startup and then they would discover other lady startups that they might not otherwise discover because discovery for any business is one of the biggest challenges. But what I learned is that it was actually better for the women who were trying to sell things to get people to just go directly to their websites instead of trying to start something new, because then I was like almost competing with their own websites. So I ended up pulling the pin on it. We did some sales and we used to give away vouchers to encourage people to go there. But it was a massive amount of work for no return that we ended up having to shut down. So there's that. It's not all rainbows and sunshine when you're starting a business. Even when you've been in business for 14 years like I have, you still are learning and you're learning and failing and flirting. You're learning from your failing. Another thing we struggled with was turning our followers into paying customers. Followers came really quickly to the Lady Startup social accounts because I already had my own platform. So I was linking and sharing the Lady Startup account on my own personal socials as well as on the Mamma Mia socials. And Lady startups were spreading the word and women were really, really keen to support other women in businesses. So unlike the store, the socials were growing at a massive rate. So we had followers, thousands and thousands of them, tens of thousands of them. But I remember one day my husband, who's my co-founder here at Mamma Mia, 
came in and he saw me sitting on the floor, surrounded by my post-it notes, having one of those like mad professor moments with all my plans. And he was like, babe, you know, you're spending all your time on this lady startup thing. What's the business model? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, but it'll work itself out. And eventually it did work itself out because even though back then I had no idea how to turn followers into customers, and that was a problem because at the end of the day, followers don't equal income and you can't pay the bills with followers. I know because I've tried. I haven't really, but you really can't pay the bills with followers. The thing about followers is that they are a crucial part of your customer base. Think about a busker. I see loads of buskers when I'm in Byron Bay. That's where Tones and I got her start. So loads of buskers head to Byron hoping to become the next Tones and I. And if you're playing your music and it's really good and you draw a crowd of people around you tapping their feet and swaying along, that's amazing and you feel great. They are the equivalent of your followers. But how many of those people standing around you while you're singing and playing your guitar, how many of them are going to put money in your guitar case or better still buy your CD? Do CDs still exist? I think they do. I know they do because I've bought a number of buskers CDs in Byron Bay. I'm very easy to convert into a paying customer. But not everyone is as easy as me. So what do you have to do to convert your followers into paying customers? As I said, I have bought a ton of CDs uh, from buskers. I've always had a very soft spot for buskers. But in your business, just like the busker who sang and played her heart out to a crowd only to go home with $5 in coins, it can be really demoralizing. You see that number of followers that you've worked so hard to get on your social channels, but you're still only getting one or two sales drip through every week. Right now, you might be questioning whether your product or your service is actually good enough. Maybe it's not what people are looking for. Maybe no one will ever be willing to pay for it. I'm sure you've had these thoughts and a million more negative ones swirling through your head. We all do. Self-doubt. So awesome. Welcome to being a woman and welcome to being a business owner, but particularly being a female business owner. Self-doubt is a big one that we have to battle with. I want you to listen to me though. The likelihood of any of these negative thoughts being true is pretty unlikely. What's more likely to be happening is that you haven't been nurturing your customers because that's the key to turning them into paying customers. Let me break it down. When you hear the word nurture, you might be thinking about a mum caring for her babies or maybe someone caring for a friend when they're sick and bringing them chicken soup and a care package. I've got a sick kid at home this week, so I have been at my most nurturing. I actually went and bought some chicken soup from the local chicken shop yesterday because I can't cook. And that's what you need to do for every single one of your customers. Bring them chicken soup. Just kidding. That would be weird. I don't recommend it. But what is your business's equivalent to a bowl of chicken soup? Let's do a few examples. So Lady Startup Soup could be this podcast episode. Right now, I'm actually serving you some soup by giving you free advice and mentoring and showing you that because you're a valuable member of our community, I am here to support you. I am nurturing you. Another example might be, say, for a clothing store. 
Their nurture strategy might include providing free styling sessions and tips for dressing different body shapes. Or maybe you're a counsellor and the way you nurture is by sending automated emails to check in to your potential customers and offer free consultations. So I want you to think about what your chicken soup could be for your customer or your potential customer. And I also want you to keep in mind that if your friend is unwell or your child is unwell and you just give them some chicken soup and then you never see them again or ask how they're feeling, well, you haven't really done a very good job. I mean, yes, you've done one nice thing, but you haven't really followed through, have you? So when you're thinking about ways you can authentically nurture your customers long-term, I want you to keep these three elements in mind. First of all, support. What other ways can you show additional support to your customers? So think about things like giving free advice in the form of a newsletter. Give them surprises like discount codes on their birthday. Maybe create events where your customers and your community can gather and share with each other and then follow up with them to see how they're going after their purchase with your business. The opportunities to offer support are really endless. For example, Janine Ellis from Boost Juice iconically gives you a free Boost Juice if you come into the store on your birthday. Smart. And everybody pretty much knows that. So it's very good marketing and it doesn't cost her much. The second thing I want you to think about is connection. Make your customers and clients feel like a really valued friend of yours. Slide into their DMs to follow up after their purchase. Reply to their comments that they've left on your posts. Try to genuinely connect with them and build a relationship. At Lady Startup, we try to do this on a daily basis. When our followers tag us in posts or in stories, we'll always try to reply and thank them for their feedback or for sharing and tagging us. I know how I feel when I tag someone or mention someone and I just get a little love heart back, whether it's an author or someone I follow. You just feel so seen and appreciative and you immediately have an even stronger connection to that person or that brand than you did before you posted about them. Because it really opens up the dialogue between you and your customer and it helps them to understand that you want to connect with them and that you really value their opinions and their feedback. And the third thing I want you to think about is to listen. This might seem obvious, but feedback from your customers and clients is invaluable. We have a phrase here at Mamma Mia and Lady Startup where we say feedback is a gift. And sometimes we say it to each other through clenched teeth because not all feedback is positive. But in actual fact, the biggest gift is the negative feedback because that gives you an opportunity to improve. You really need to make sure that your customers feel seen and heard and that you really listened to their questions and their concerns and their thoughts and their feedback. So try not to be defensive. Anytime I ever get a message or an email giving feedback, especially if it's positive, I try to push it a step further. And instead of just saying, oh, thanks, because you can learn things from positive feedback as well. If you ask this question, if you just say thanks or send a love heart, after someone's given you great feedback, you're not going to learn anything. But I always say if someone says, I loved that episode of No Filter that you did with blah, blah. I'm always like, what did you love about it? Or if they say, I love your podcasts. I'm like, which ones do you like? Or if someone says, I look at Mamma Mia every day. And then I'm like, what articles do you most click on? So that's how you can learn and get better. And that's all part 
of that nurturing, your customers will feel so puffed up and appreciative that you've asked for their opinions. And that is a wrap for this mentoring session. So what do you think? What was your favourite part about this mentoring session? (laughs) Look, there is no single secret to success, but a part of it is definitely not just seeing your customers as a faceless number. Instead, I want you to try to nurture them on a much deeper level. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more about my simple strategies and personal advice for growing your business, then I have good news. I'm hosting a webinar, more nurturing. It's at seven o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time on Monday, the 3rd of May, and I would love to see you there. I'll be giving away my three secret strategies, the ones that people don't really talk about. They're the ones that'll help grow your business or your side hustle. And, you know, we all want to grow, right? To register for the webinar and to save your spot and hang out with me, head to our website, ladystartup.com.au, and I'll see you then. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.